Hello and welcome to Carpetrage Podcast, episode 99. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my apparently waving at somebody co-host. Hello oh, there, industrious waving. little fellows. Um, anyway, that's Ryan Sinesky. <laughs> Hi. I'm me. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> everyone knows. <laughs> so I'm still drinking uh, half-drunk uh, skunked Sapporo, which is just You know, awful. if we had more Patreons, we could fix that. Well, since you've started the segue, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and plug Patreon this I, week? <laughs> you know, if uh, if you enjoy listening to us, listen to me babble on for half an hour about everything you need to know about Z-Car like I did last episode. Uh, or if you want actually something entertaining, you know, if, please, yeah, get, join to our Patreon. It really helps us, helps us get the show on the road. We promise we more. spend it responsibly right yeah, now. No, just we, literally going toward beer. It, which it, it literally it go, it go, goes towards expenses, which are beer, which we leave in the refrigerator <clears throat> that you just barely... Actually, no, you can't see it in my screen. It's just... Oh, yeah, port. yep, in Ryan's... That, yep, yep that refrigerator that has one. beer here. It should, anyway. Which is separate from your personal beer stash, which is at your house. right. So, Both of which are dwindling because yes. I spend so much on hosting this show and buying it's, the equipment. Yeah. We can't afford any yeah, beer. We, it's, we are very sober. And we are um, way more entertaining when we've had good beer. In our yeah, tennis, if so. you want to listen to our episode we did at uh, Proving Grounds where I was oh, like man. eight beers in. And that was we a good four. episode. That yeah. was a great episode. <laughs> Even some, Flat Earth, that was I a different one I too. don't remember who that was <laughs> that I interviewed. It's some guy I just showed up. I don't know who it is. I feel like Conan O'Brien because he says he just like forgets what he does. No, it was Gus. Gus? Who? Gus. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Gus. Yeah, that's anyway, Gus. Patreon.com nice forward guy. slash Carbitrage. C-A-R-B-I-T-R-A-G-E. Yes. Go there and pick even the poverty level. We will still love you forever. Yep, and we will be getting more merch in the future. Well, we every, will get some merch in the future. Every and, yeah. Patreon that we get gets us closer to be able to get you a t-shirt or a sticker or something. <laughs> Or For just point zero three five dollars per day, you could afford to feed us one shitty beer. So, all right, yeah, exactly. And then For one week. So you do. It's what five, five bucks is our is our. Second, that's our, that's our massively supportive level. Yeah. So for five bucks for massively supportive level, you get entertainment as opposed to your, you know, maple, maple Budino that you have on Tuesdays Mm -hmm. or your, uh, and this is per month, not per week, your nitro high rise. (laughs) He is personally (laughs) attacking me. (laughs) Well, attack him back then, Jana. No, no, I'm not attacking. I'm just saying like. (laughs) It's the cost of one of those. Like, it's really not that much money. It's just. In- Can you get this much charisma and chemistry for five dollars a month anywhere else? Not only hell that, no. You drink that maple budino, and then you're done with it. And it's They're once a month. There is no replay once button a month on a maple budino, and you get one of those once a week. Yeah. So. Yeah, this That's one four you times can as many. Play this. You're, we are constantly coming out of this. This imagine, they're deliberately levels that are cheap enough where you don't even think about it. This is a nitro high rise per month that you get. It's a subscription service for your nitro high rise. Yeah, that I what's going to wake you up more in the morning? A single a nitro high rise, basic white girl drink, or Ryan shouting at you about Z cars? Exactly. Exactly. Or us arguing because Burger doesn't appreciate something that I deeply appreciate, and, and he, Ryan is just wrong. Car. And I've got the volume control thing with microphones. It's fine, and it's so. all right. I admit that I'm wrong, and I'm anyway. Okay with that. First Patreon topic goes Actually, to Jana. Jana. Oh yeah. So you know, <laughs> while preparing for this episode, we were going to go over the 
the R, the GTR, the GTR. The, yeah, and we're the model all history. like, no, I, Burger has I to was, be in the shower before I 3:30. agreed with that. Yeah. He's got a date with a lady, doesn't he? Oh yeah, yeah another one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so like we were like, oh, we should pick another topic. So I was looking through the Patreon topics, and this one seemed like short enough that sure. it's not going to be. 45 minutes of describing <laughs> a single car. Well, the beauty is, so, since you're presenting the topic, you can regulate us. You can herd the perfect. cats that are Yes, lying. I love herding cats. That's great. That's basically what you do here. It is so. what I do, and I do it every day of the week, so <laughs> I have my practice. Um, perfect. So well, what is this Patreon it's, topic? It's really exciting, because I know I've never <laughs> experienced something directly like this, but it's definitely something I've thought about. And it's, if you witnessed a he- heinous crime, heinous, heinous cri- sorry, I pronounce it in my head differently because I can't spell, um, heinous crime and suspect, the suspect was getting away like a hit and run. Uh, would you chase down the perp at high speeds and how reckless would you drive to stay with them and how fast? Um, you know, my sister's boyfriend was just a part of a hit and run and they never caught the guy. Oh, yikes. Yeah. I would chase him down. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely follow it like a unreasonable speed as long as I was, you know, fairly. You know, it, it depends. Like if somebody runs over a kid in front of you, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, is anybody helping the kid? I don't know. I'm gonna follow the person. If somebody's well, at least follow them long if, enough to get the plate. If there is somebody that's helping the victim, then yes, I'll chase the perp. If the vict- if this say, I think your moral compass is better than mine. So let, let's say this: if this happens downtown, yeah. I will chase the perp. Because okay. there's plenty of people to help that person. Sure. If this happens down the road in front of Paisley Park, yeah. I'm going to help the person. Because hmm. the person at that point might be alone. I don't want this person to be alone in the middle of the street as opposed to one well, chasing on the perp. I'd rather... That's I, a tough one. Yeah. Because the, if you chase the perp, you are much more likely to apprehend them because you will have information about the vehicle yes. and the, the destination. But yeah, if ooh, that's tough. It is tough if you put it that is, way. Yeah, it's, well, now it's a moral dilemma. Yeah. Thanks, well, and Ryan. Also, the trolley problem. <laughs> yes, the trolley problem. Also, there's another, there's another thing in here. Yeah. You, what if you risk hurting somebody? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I, I drive faster than that going home from arbitrage, allegedly. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going there's, to. There's a point where I'll. And usually people. If somebody does a hit and run, they. they they probably drive something really shitty. I can keep up with them. Yep. They're not going to be getting. Yeah, any it's not going to be tough yeah, on their, it's on be their like all a, season Fleet Farm tires. I on think I, on my Pilot Sports, you know, yeah, I'm like, pretty sure I can keep up without causing any additional danger. Your your Dodge Caravan that's thirty thousand miles overdue for an oil change on mismatched Master Force tires, and you're making them like, stress yeah. that engine out, so it's probably going to like just seize, grenade it. Yeah, yeah it's going to throw a rod, which might injure my vehicle. But really, I'm trying to save the child that just got run over. Yeah, I would probably. Like, now that helping a person is an option in this, I'd probably help the person. Because I'm not a very good driver. Well, if you're following a person that runs over a, a pedestrian, like, yeah. you are immediately going to be in front of that person next. So, yeah, yeah you have to stop. Yeah. So, I, I get what you're saying. But maybe that, okay, fine. i got to think of another scenario where that isn't the case. What if somebody, like, rear-ends a car in if, a in a turn lane and I, then gets into the straight lane and goes? Again, oh, yeah. is is there somebody to help this person? Who cares? The person's in a car, they're fine. Well, if the person's fine, uh, I'd probably make eye contact with them, make sure that they themselves are okay, and then go after the person. Nah, I just go them. straight after the person. If they're if they're with it, if they, like they're moving around in their car, I'm going after the person. Yeah. 
at least enough to like go get their plate number then i'll circle back and talk to the cops like yeah i saw this but i had to go find the plate maybe, number. maybe a robbery i just let him have if it, it if, if it was like a carjacking oh yeah something like that okay that, that that's when i would just chase after the car i'm trying to think of a situation no which if it's I carjacking just... i don't care actually i would i would go for the person at that time because like the car who cares like you're just gonna it's gonna be a write-off that's a good point. It's going to get wrecked regardless, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're out of deduct- uh, deductible, but, like, the person is probably not that injured, and yeah. you'd be better off just trying to provide a description of who it was, because usually you can press charges and sue and things like that. Anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. <clears throat> so, there's <clears throat> that. What, but, would you... Well, like, I was just thinking, because, like, whenever I think about, you know, chasing people at high speeds and, like, reckless driving, I think of that one time... We were in the CRX, and somebody had some massive road rage. And oh, that dude tried was, chasing us down? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I got rid of the CRX, because I noticed that, that engine was at about 60 horsepower. It was, <laughs> it was done. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was horrifying. I remember being on the phone with the cops, like, freaking out, because, like, they were in this giant SUV. We were in the CRX that's mostly glass. Mm-hmm. Not and, a lot of structural integrity. Yeah, in and so I remember, like, I held my shit together, and then we got off the highway, and that was the first time Ryan ever experienced one of my full-on panic attacks. And he was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I was like, just well, there's me There's Jana's okay. F-bomb. Yeah. That, that's half of the F-bombs for the show. Well, um, of them. Yeah, I haven't well, used mine. So, yeah, so I just, like, think of that, and I was like, if anybody would have intervened, that would have been a lot less scary. Yeah, yeah. Road rage is—it's uh, probably something we should actually cover, like explicitly at some point. But yeah. not today. Not no, today. Not today. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you have uh, an hour. Yes. Uh, now you need to be in the shower. The yeah. Nissan GTR is fifty. That is fifty. Fifty years, bananas. Oh, fifty damn bananas. It. Okay. It's fifty bananas old, and <laughs> it is fifty bananas of kicking ass and Why taking are you names. Using so using me as a measurement? No, no, no. It's something I use as a unit of measurement for children because they don't specify units. Oh. Yes. Like I'm three. I'm like you're three bananas. No. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, so three what? I get it. Fun fact about the GTR. Yeah. They've only used that name on cars that they are 100% will be kicking ass and taking names. If they are not 100% confident, they will use a different name. So, like in the late 80s, they made the R31 mm-hmm. GTSR. Okay. Because they weren't 100% sure. <laughs> and they were right to do so because the <laughs> next year they made the GTR, the, R, the next <clears throat> generation they made. The R32 GTR, which was, of course, as we know, kicked ass. More takes, better. Took names, yeah. It was more better. Yes. Now, that's all I wanted to say on that. We'll be <laughs> going much more in-depth at a different tape. Sounds good. All right. So the GTR was kind of known to be a technological showcase. And even though we're not really touching on it in depth in this particular episode, I want to talk about a really cool V12 engine, which isn't technically from the automotive era, and it's more along the lines of interesting engineering, but I'm going to use it as a topic anyway. That's a pre-war engine. It is. Cool, Burger, <laughs> you're coming around! So this... The, what makes this V12 cool is not the fact that it was in airplanes, not the fact that it's pre-war, not the fact that it's even a V12, but the fact that it, it is an inverted engine. It's upside down. So the crankcase is on the top, and the heads are on the bottom. What? And the reason why they did that was primarily for center of gravity reasons for the planes. That makes sense, actually. Well, yeah, they were apparently more maneuverable when they flipped it upside down. It also helped for oiling because, you know, the parts of the engine that are actually more oil critical are cylinder heads. They're not the crankshaft. Yeah. Crankshaft can handle a much smaller amount of oil. Um, The one thing I can't fully figure out on this engine is where is 
the oil? Like, where's the sump? Is it at the top and it just, like, pumps it differently? Or is it a dry no, sump? No, it looks entirely like they just did an upside-down engine. Yeah. And well, it, yeah, and I that's think, essentially I think, what it is, but... I think that the... Well, I guess my... the, the my oil's nice. not in the valve covers. It can't be. It, um, a dry sump, maybe? It must be a dry sump, because... Yeah, because look, look at all those oil lines going everywhere on the outside. All the yeah. those tubes. Yeah, those I are mean, all oil there's lines. Like, there's diagrams on this site. Um, let me scroll through the images. Uh, I think the sump is actually on the top, because look at look at this right here. I can't really figure out what that's representing. But oh, that, that's where it's located in the museum. Oh, the, the museum. museum. Okay, yeah. fine. That's not the engine diagram. <laughs> Uh, that that that's the biggest question I've got about this thing. I mean, it the, it makes a lot of sense actually. Can you scroll down? Is there more about it, this? It would suck. Oh yeah, there's a ton of information on this engine. All but right, stop, stop right there. So yeah, so it was produced 1937 through 1969. So again, pre-war. Wait, th- you mean you mean 39? 37. Yeah, yeah, because it held the world record for fastest I'm just uh, saying, airplane until 1969. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay, fine. It was only made for two years. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, and, I mean, it's not its not as good as the, the Rolls-Royce engines. Too. Yeah, mechanical injection. Um, this is a, a Messerschmitt engine. So, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. It, clearly, it, it's not as good as the Rolls-Royce. I don't know. Irrelevant. A lot. I'm well, guessing. that's not irrelevant. I want to know. Well, Air? look it up then. I don't know. The, I don't get that far into topics. I just think it looks really cool, and it's an odd design. Same. But, you know, it's a... Here, it's a it's a Daimler DB605. Yeah, no, it's in the notes. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, look it up. I just... Look at that thing. It's super cool. Like, the crankshaft comes out the top, goes into a giant gear reduction, and then you've got the propeller hanger on her shaft nifty. thing. What I want to know is like hanger on or shaft thing. Those propellers are incredibly heavy. I can't believe that the engine block and that gear case, you know, I can't believe that's strong enough to hang a prop on. Yeah, that that is pretty insane. I imagine it must be. It like must the be forces supported involved. somewhere else. Yeah, I, I th- it must be. There must be a bearing that's mounted to the uh, the the fuselage of the aircraft, and then it's uh, forced induction. You can see the centrifugal blower on the back. Uh, 1,455 horsepower at 2,800 RPM. So that thing's definitely forced induction. Yeah, it's supercharged. Yep. yep. That is so cool. But centrifugal supercharger. It's interesting. doesn't use distributor. It uses a magneto. Well, all aircraft use uh, redundant magnetos. Yep, and then twin spark plugs for ignition. You have to have redundancy because if you have a stall in the air, it's a bigger problem. Holy shit. What? Uh, fuel pressure is 90 bar. Holy God. And, That's like direct injection kind of yeah, pressure. And, well, I mean, it is probably direct yeah, injection. And it uses, uh, it does have an, a separate oil sump of 35 liters. Okay, so it is a dry sump engine then. That's a massive oil sump. That is a Holy lot of, that is a, how, many, uh, how many liters of displacement is this engine? Uh, it is... It kind of makes me want to see inverted engines in streetcars now or yeah, something like that. Yeah, this is kind of cool, actually. <laughs> but I think the, the fact that the crank is so high, you'd have to, like, 33.9 to 35.7. That's actually I not that ridiculous. I really want one of these engines. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that that's an aero car engine. I would love that. That's and it's, it's so li- I assume it's liquid-cooled. It has to be liquid-cooled. Yeah, and then, oh, there's uh, the final version made 1,973 horsepower at takeoff. 
And this is where that's a lot of power. This is the difference between two thousand and horse, or sorry, between PS and horsepower. Yeah, two thousand PS. So that, that, it's quite. A difference. It sounds like they're just like guessing. Like, yeah, it made it broke the dyno, which stopped at two thousand PS. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing there, because yeah, nineteen thirty-seven to nineteen thirty-nine, measuring that kind of horsepower accurately, even with a water break dyno of that era, yeah, would be incredibly difficult. That would be. That's. Really, really, really cool. But, I like this a lot. I mean, that's that's what wartime efforts did. I mean, it, they yielded some oh! pretty incredible technologies. What? Hispaniel Sueza. Oh, uh, no. Hispaniel oh, Avacion, which is the Hispaniel side of Hispaniel Sueza, after World War II, take oh. that back, um, <laughs> made the HA-1112, which was a license-built BF-109G2. Uh, which is what? The same thing. Thing, but it was the 2000 PS variant. So the BF 109 is a DB 605, but later. Yes. Yep. And that, that, that's his. And that had a um, that had a license built uh, DB 605 engine. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's really cool. So that was a vehicle. No, it was, it was an airplane. Okay, I didn't know Hispano Suiza made aircraft. Yeah. Well, now I know that. So, yeah, now you know. It wasn't obvious to me. Sorry. Fiat also used it, too, in the G55, and Saab used it in the Saab 21. I have found the new engine for the Spirit of Turin. Yes. Also, the Saab 21. Yeah. Very cool-looking airplane. Oh, Backwards yeah. It's got, like, the twin, the twin rear fuselage. Yeah. yeah. That's really right. Interesting. Wow. I wonder if they had to get a counter-rotating one of these for that, if they just made a different prop. They probably just made a different problem. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, uh, what's the, uh, no, what's no, the no, crazier wait, wait solution? Wait, 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 hold up, hold up. It's Saab. They totally made it counter Okay, cool. Yeah, they like, bought it as is. We they need a different. redesigned it. <laughs> we need a different cam yeah. and a different starter, please. Yeah, and, uh, like, what for why? Why? No, why? <laughs> just, oh, God, fine. 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 But, yeah. I, anyway, so, again, not car-related, really, but. I thought that was super cool. That so. is actually really, really cool. And I yeah, hell is freezing over because I deliberately put a, a pre-war. pre-war topic and in. I really want that engine. Like that engine. I know it's cool, right? Like my I, my Jimmys are all sorts of rustled right now. Can we like re-engineer a Mercedes Benz M120 to run upside down? Please. I don't. You probably can. <laughs> I don't think you could. God, it's so cool. <clears throat> so I'm wondering, how do, um, I, I guess since it's a dry sump, it's not a big deal. It's as I say, if it was a wet sump, it'd be really interesting how they got the valve seals not to just let all the oil into the cylinders. Yeah, I mean, it must have pickups in both the valve covers. So It but, did. If you actually look at it, there is a pickup right at the bottom of the of the cylinder. It, it looks just absolutely horrific to actually make that work. Yeah, it was really cool looking. Um, now, speaking of aero cars, pre-war, and weird mm-hmm. things like that, uh, we discovered that we had a Patreon topic. We thought we did, but yeah, we did I, not. Yeah, I was really under the impression that we had covered this one, but apparently we haven't, so... If, yeah, no, this is one I'm really and into. If we, if we and have... if we're redoing it, you know... And Janet, you we'll see if our answers get the answer so. on this one, too. I do? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so let's, let's start with the prompt, which uh, is... It is, if you were able to buy a car specifically to take... To Pebble Beach and Monterey Car Week, what would you what would you buy if you had to drive it there and back? Um, and am I doing this as a spectator? I would imagine you're in show. And in you know show. what? You know okay. what? I think let's add you can trailer it. 
Oh, I can bring a trailer. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we can trailer this. So. <laughs> just, oh, oh, well, I mean, yeah, it could be purchased anywhere, yeah. not necessarily just in California. So something that reasonably could exist for this kind of money. Yep. Um, and, then you, and then it's for showing it stuff like Pebble Beach. Not necessarily Pebble Beach, but things like that. You're going to be so pissed when I give you my 10K answer. I want to know what your 10K is right now. Lancia Fulvia. That's a great car. I know, but like I figured that's probably who you were going to pick for 10K. But it's, it's, no, nope, you... I wasn't. <laughs> okay, good. Um, well, you're... All right, well, what is your 10K answer? My 10K answer, uh, the Lancia Fulvia was on that okay. list. That's... I'm not going to lie. When you brought to my attention that you could get a pretty nice one of those for $10,000, that immediately changed a lot of my perspective. Can you, um, can you get a 190 Sport one in that price range? Yes, yeah. Do a 190E Sportline. Okay, yeah, the 2.6 Sportline. That's a good car. Yeah, because that would that'd be something that it might bring... be an auto for 10 grand. Yep, but I would take that to like the Burma Trailer Barbecue. Yeah, that would be a, a, a talking point car because the seats in the Sportline are so epic. I would want 100% any tint on that car. I would absolutely <clears throat> remove it. Oh yeah, can you get like can you like polish the glass so it transmits light better? <laughs> Like, I want this to be the clearest glass on Earth. Seriously, like, I want some UV protection to save I'm my seats. I'm removing the rear defroster. <laughs> I have made some custom, like, camera lens grade glass windows for this car <laughs> to make sure that people can see these 190E Cosworth seats with the color-keyed inserts yes, that are different exactly. on every seat. That's exactly what We I were do. talking about the Sportline a couple weeks ago, and, like, I would really like to find one of those. Yeah, that's 100% what I would do for ten grand uh, to show off, because that would just be, like, the biggest talking point. I uh, agree. Honey, what would you do for ten grand? Ten gr- I don't. I don't have a price range for any... Because, like, I can't think of cars off the top of my head like you do. But, you know, I would... Ten grand get you a Twingo. Well, yeah, wait. Oh, can easily. Post war. It can be anything. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. It we we both did post war. Yeah. A nice Sportline is seven grand with an auto. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that so. means like I can get like anything can I want. Can we bring up a picture for the one ninety Sportline for people that can be watching on YouTube later so they know what it's talking about? And then yeah, because you can get just about any Twingo. Anything I want, free. I can like get for ten. Yeah, grand. as long like, as the car itself is ten grand, we'll we'll suspend disbelief and everything else. I gotta find a picture of the interior. Yeah, why don't you just type in an interior after Sportline seats? Yeah, uh, so the Sportline it was a one ninety two point six facelift. Yeah, uh, but it had the Cosworth seats, but oh, it had color keyed inserts, and a lot of them were just uniform color, but some of them had blue, yellow, and red inserts yes. respectively. Um, so let me, this is, it's definitely worth it. If you guys have some time or you're watching at work or something like that, just go and search 190E Sportline. Yeah. And just kind of go through and look at your options. Oh God, you got the small. This picture was probably taken back when the car was brand new. Yeah. Just epic, epic early homologation Recaro seats. And the back seats have as much lateral support as the front seats, which makes it a four seater, not a five seater. Yes. That's but just wonderful. oh, what a great car! M one hundred three, two point six power, facelift. It's it's a great. Yeah. Car. And Jana, what, no, what so color? Like, uh, what color Twingo would you get? Twingo, <laughs> roll the dice, man. It's they're just all, gotta they're be all whatever you color. can find. What about that green one that we found last week yeah. that had like the pastel dash insert? I really liked that one. The and bus then fabric I was doing seats. some more research, and then they have this like dark oh, periwinkle, like. Okay, this is there are the seats. like this, you know, the bluish purple that was on the GameCube. Yeah. Yeah, it was that color. And then it had like some like light 
turquoise accessories on the inside. Yeah, I really that's like, like a, that one. Uh, Mid nineteen nineties Sidu color scheme. Yeah, and where so it's the I Barney purple and green. I so I love that because that that says Twingo to me, yep. and it's just. Like a There's, purple car with the green Twingo riding on the back. and Yeah, and then there was another one I saw that beauty. had, like, the funkiest seats. Like, there's like the so bus many, fabric. Yeah, there's so many wild options on a Twingo that it would have to be, like, a Twingo that came to me. Like, you see it and you go, it's yes. such a happy car. It is. Such a happy but, car. But, like, anything I want falls under 10k normally well i mean something like yeah like a twingo or like if you're doing french cars like you can get a pretty nice 205 gti for that you can get like a mediocre day s you can get a really nice 2cv yeah yeah a lot of good options like anything short of a sahara yeah so like roll the dice Mm -hmm. i could get anything i wanted under 10 grand really for the most part you know the day s is the only thing that i'd be i I would probably go over 10k for that's probably the hardest price bracket we've gotten here yeah, yeah 10,000 10, one because there's a lot of good options yeah yes. but it also has to be like special enough and old enough where it would like something fit in it, it's something that is good enough to drive unique enough mm-hmm. uh and enough of a conversation piece that you'd bring it in yeah so for under 10k i would get a dish of all. but not but also it'd have to be not so out in the woods that it would be just sent directly to lemons and nobody would pay attention to it because a Ford right. Escort GT would be exa- a perfect example of that. Where it's think, actually a very good car. I think car, people but, would appreciate that there. But I, I think that would be just sent directly there. Because it's, like, oh, it's an Escort. Get out of here. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, I think a Twingo would garner more attention there for sure. A, a Twingo? You and the Twingo get, is reliable enough to drive there and back. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can get a Twingo into anywhere there. Like, that will absolutely yeah. get into anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, um, I would love a Twingo. Now, what Soon, hopefully. about Soon. for... Twenty thousand dollars. Can I before I answer this? Can I pick a car that isn't yet import eligible? Yes. You can. Yes, because you're gonna be trailering it. It's show or display. Yeah. So let me let me give you my decision first. Sounds good. Because I want you to be able to think this through and be 100 percent sure. Fine. Um, I would do a Toyota Soarer Aero Cabin. I need you to look that one up. This is a very unique one. So you know I spell Soar, S-O-A-R-E-R. Thank you. I do actually know that one. All right. Now click that back one. This is, it's kind of like the Bauer. Uh, yeah, it's like a TC Cabriolet for sure. Here, j- just click in, the, just go to the Bernie trailer, I mean, or the Jalopnik article. It's whatever. Meh, Jalopnik. Okay. There you go. So it is a retractable hardtop. It's a Toyota Soar, so it's like. Uh, is that, that a canvas top that retracts? No, no, it's a hardtop. It? Oh, it's retracting. Oh, okay, top. okay. Yeah, so, that's like a Ford retrack. Yeah, it's really cool, and it's um, yeah, it's ba- it, the Soar became the SC three hundred in America when it came here. The generation after this, mm-hmm. uh, digital dashboard, right hand drive, manual, seven uh, M. Actually, no, I think it's a one JZ in it. Uh, I have to, if it's have JDM, it probably is. Yeah, yeah. That looks like a pretty uh, late inline six to an over dual over cam turbo. Um, <laughs> that's what it is. Manual <laughs> GTE. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's a very, very, very cool car. It's got really, really cool taillights. I love how big the taillights are on those. And, with and the they're like framed too. Yeah. yeah, it looks like a looks like an ES two fifty that just became cool. Yeah, it's a really cool <laughs> ES two fifty. I really love that car. It's got car phone in it. Um, definitely one hundred percent. We get that. And uh, yeah, twenty thousand dollars is what they go for. It's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I mean, that's super, a very unique car. Super cool car. Super reasonable. A lot of history behind it. Um, hmm. that's something that could really break a lot of necks and you could 
really tell some rich douchebags about their life with that car. So, because they would, they, you know, there'd be it's some fair. there'd be some guy who goes, "Oh, two minutes Toyota," and you'd be like, "Listen, bud." <laughs> And Let me tell you something you about you that you don't know. All about their life and about their wife that is having sex with the gardener and be great. <laughs> wow. You've so, really thought out the lifestyle of the potential buyer of this vehicle. No, no, the the potential buyer is somebody that'd be making fun of one of these totally. It's oh okay. just the kind of douche that drives a Porsche boxer. Because they think that's like the peak. Of oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I bought one because it was cheap. Yeah, cheaper they, than a Z3. Just, just like that. Just the rich douche. That's what they. Are. That's the person that wouldn't appreciate that. And it is full of people like that at Monterey. No, oh, that's all the event oh, is. Oh man, it's they, all rich douchebags. They, this car would just. This car would piss <laughs> off so many because they'd be like, they walk up. And they yeah, go, you don't see any JDM stuff there at all. No, never. Well, never. you you do. It's like Crown. Well, it's it's like five yeah. tens and Z cars. Well, I saw, I saw a, a right hand drive imported Crown. Okay, they, they're cool. they're coming in. Okay. It's a lot of the younger crowd that's bringing them, but uh, like they come in and see that and go, it's got cloth interior. You're like, yeah, it's velvet. It's also hand stitched. It's amazing. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff on it. Um, is it ruched? It's ruched. Where they, like, they sew a little bit, and they, like, they pile the fabric in, so it, like, d- it's like curtains, almost, where it, like, it oh. comes into the seam where it's slightly pleated. I was no, trying to describe okay. ruching to Ryan, because oh. I was like, I Thank you for describing underwear. that in one yeah. sentence. I, I bought underwear online, and when I got Ruched undies are not great, but ruched, ruched car interiors? And I was like, mm. oh, it's ruched. And he's like, what is it? And I was like, it's when... Ruched leather was optional in the 850. Thank God my car doesn't have it. Ruched <laughs> leather? Really cool. yeah. That'd be really cool. Can you imagine trying to sew leather oh. in a ruche? Oh. Anyway, Jenna, what is your $20,000 pick? 20000 definitely like the most bomb-ass deus. Mm, well, would, that won't get you a bomb-ass deus. It'll get you a pretty nice one. That will probably get so, you the so best normal for... body style deus. It'll get you an early car that's nice, yeah. yeah I think. So, oh, so sh- should I save my deus for later then? You might the, save the your deus for 30. 30. Yeah, 30 okay. will get you a That'll get you a deus. nice one. Okay, like, so for, for 20000 let me think. I want my Mercedes Fintail. Yeah, yeah. You could get a, the what, world's nicest yeah. fin tail for that. that. Yeah. That's a very good one. You get black that black and red. On red. Oh yeah. That one the, we're trying Ryan to get. Ryan wants the bake light. I don't want the bake light. I want the wood. The bake light's so much cooler. Oh. Uh, you with with a car that rare, especially when you plan to take it to fifties, you gotta get the bake light. Yeah, you really have to. You can it's buy a fine. set of wood and swap it out for when it's not at a car show, but like it's like getting the so resin wheels two. on an S, uh, SM. Yeah. So you I'll just buy you have to two fintails for twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, you might be able to get two shitty ones for that. No, okay. But no, I think do I, one. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should limit this to one car. It's got to be yeah. one car. One okay. solitary car in this price range. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think a fintail, uh, a really a fintail. nice fintail. And then yeah, I think you'll probably have enough enough extra money left over that you can get you know an extra set of wood trim so you can swap bakelite for wood. I'll make a little wood cover for the bakelite. That so you just clip on. <laughs> yeah, you just like put it all over. That'd be cute. Uh, Bert, you never answered yours. Well, it's because I was going last. Yeah. Oh, and you, I got to show people the fintail real quick. Well, get the no, get the one that's in the no, that's out no, in the no, desert. No, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You did the location. Did I? Ah, oh, whatever. Fintail. Really, really beautiful car. Do they have a picture? It's of It's got the Euro headlights. Oh, it's got the red interior. Oh, look at that fin. 220 SE. It's not even a diesel, though. Yeah, it's got the Oxblood Red. Beautiful. Can we get a picture of the dashboard? Because I love the gauge no, cluster. No, because I hate. Can we please I just put it up for people to see? I hate the dash on this thing. That's I love that dashboard. I think worst so cool. gauge cluster ever. 
hate it. But so, what, what's, what changes are the numbers rotate, not where the dial is. The numbers rotate around the dial. Yeah, it's like a really crappy clock radio that nobody cares about. So my yeah! pick is a Lancia Thema 8.32. It's a it, great car. It is actually import eligible. <laughs> uh, I should have done the uh, Renault Avant Time for my sub 10,000, though. But that that is so a, that's my twenty thousand dollars. You need pick. it. You need that. Like, I right can get now, the best. Really, I can get the that. best Thema eight thirty two imported I'm, for that kind of money. I'm so. gonna surprise you. Just have Brian come to your house and just tell him that you really want a Thema and just like put you on the spot so you just have to get one. And then you will because like you know you want it. You well, just yeah. need, you need to have your hand forced. But <laughs> there and the thing is, there's like there's plenty of left hand drive ones like in the UK. So like my importer could totally handle this, no problem. Yeah, it's so. But cheap. like, if I get that or a ZR1, like I think I'd rather have a ZR1. No. Yeah. No, you have so long for the ZR1 to like grow value. You can make actually, this is a really stupid purchase decision. Get the ZR1 actually because. Yeah. I really, really like the idea of buying a Lancia Thema 832. And, like, <laughs> it's, it's probably just... going to be, like, my carbitrage car of the year 2020 and just, like, some weird crap like that. But that's my that's my $20,000 pick right there. Yeah, that's, that, that is a great Get in that disgusting early burgundy color, too. Just why not? Now, Janet, you kind of came up with yours for $30,000. The yeah, DS. the DS. And I want it, like, top spec. Like, active I want headlights. a, yeah, active oh, yeah. headlights. Oh, yeah, make sure that's not disabled. Like, awesome suspension, and I want it to be, like, a Bond car, and I'm going to have, like, fake air vents for Calibris. For yeah. what? Calibris, the tiny World War One pistol. It's a very small gun. So I can be a uh, spy in my dais. Uh, no, yeah, get the one with the active headlights, dude. Active headlights. Get the 75. I don't care. It's fine. No. This is An perfect. early car, it's just representing what a Deus is because so we probably have my, some autistic listeners. My, my question is, would you be, I think for $30,000. Again, can, this would be black with red interior. Oh, of course. Yeah. So I, I think for $30,000, your best bet would probably be to get a factory bodywork one or a wagon. But I just well, yeah, make I want sure the I want the wagon, okay. yes. You want the wagon. Of so. course. Why? Why else? I think that's the... I want D, this D, is like DF. I think is what the wagon the wagon variant was. No, like I like what's on the screen now, but with the active headlights. That yeah. with the active headlights. That would be like a late fifties yeah. one. This is a really early car on screen right yeah. here. Yeah. Th- those are beautiful cars. They're absolutely. But yeah, I would basically want to look like a spy in it because to me this is like the ultimate spy car. Hmm. I don't know if yeah. I can get that from it, but okay. No, it, it, I, totally. Well, it's just like I mean, it saved the president of France. What does not say right. spy like that? Right. Well, okay. not only that, that's like the go-to car for all the spies and uh, a very secret service on Netflix that French spy comedy. <laughs> I guess. So they all roll around in D- in DSs. Um, Burger, what would you do for thirty thousand dollars, or do you want to think about that? I, for a I think I, I think I need you to go first. I'm still pondering. So for thirty thousand dollars. You know, I can get myself. I, I think I'm gonna have to go German this time. Okay. Finally, I'm a thin again. I should say, uh, but I can get myself like a really, really nice 560 SEC. Okay. Uh, probably do an AMG. Um, I wouldn't want the twin. I couldn't do the twin cam engine, but it's like this is kind of that price point where it's like I could really get a dope one for like twenty to thirty thousand dollars, like that kind of price range. Yeah. Um, you know, if it wasn't that. Um, you know, it's really hard for me to come up with a Japanese pick because the Nissan Laurel that I really want. I'm like firmly between more. two cars, and yeah. I just and that's kind of I'm between two ferns, so I get oh. it. 
Well, that's a good show. <laughs> um, I was originally going to pick the uh, Mercedes 500E, but I think I'm going to actually pick the E12 M535i. Ah, shit. That's under $30,000? You can get a pretty nice one for 30 k and try try to not have people just like even if they don't like BMW like you're gonna walk over to that and be like, wow, god damn it! <clears throat> I did not know I was still. I might have to change my. I'm not gonna do yours. <laughs> um, how much are M6s going for? Well within that budget. Do an M6. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I'll get more car out of an M6. And Make sure it's got that sh- the shitty TRX wheels on it and everything. <laughs> no, but I, I think I think for under for twenty to thirty thousand dollars, I think I may be able to get. I mean, you're going to be much at 30, cooler, but yeah, I may yeah. get a much cooler M6 than I would the five six. So in that price range, and it's a manual. Yeah, in that price range, you're either getting a whatever five sixty, and then all the one thousand. And that's where I was at with the five hundred E versus the E twelve too, because the five hundred E is like I love that car, but it's still a four speed auto. Yeah, and it's still like a W one twenty four, whereas the E twelve has got corduroy Recaro seats, yes. a four speed dogleg trans, perfect, and it, they made it for three years. And it's an homologation well, car. Well, this is the thing for that for a twenty thirty thousand dollars for a five sixty SEC, you're either going to get a super clean whatever looking one. Like a post facelift, like nobody really cares. It's be like, let's be the the light, the light blue on gray. Like nobody's gonna care. Mm-hmm. Um, it or you're gonna get like the world's shittiest 1000 SEC, like my <laughs> body. Oh, Kony yeah. one. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. So I heard I, them reference that model on uh, Smoking Tire a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, so oh god. Cool. <clears throat> but yeah, so I I couldn't I couldn't say that. But an M6, I'm gonna get a really dope M6 in that price range. So. I would say that. Um, Sorry, I forgot to like bring mine up first, then I'll yes, bring yours up, just you. so people can see what yes. we're what we're babbling about. That, that's a great looking car. Yeah, again, the first vehicle to ever don the uh, the M badge and the M colors. That's a very very important car. We showed the same picture. We did had to do the same thing before. Yep. Well, it's <laughs> fine. You know, it works. The, the images were really really poor of this car. So. <laughs> uh, then you. I was M6. Uh, M6. I'm getting better with this really crappy ass keyboard. I really, I really like the M6. I love the E24 chassis. These have not appreciated quite to E28 M5 levels yet. Oh no, I don't want that. Anyway, there you go, M6. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's, that's a cool car. It's just that I know you, I don't you, you don't appreciate this chassis because the all. 8 series exists. I know. And these are horrific electronically. You know, it, yeah, I, I hear you on that, but I really like the front end on this. A lot. Like, it's fine. It's one of my we have different opinions. Out. That's why people listen to this shit. So <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so thirty to forty thousand dollars. All right, forty, Jana. Okay, hold on. I'm just double checking <laughs> the price of this vehicle. Okay. Um. Mm, that's no, gonna that's gonna be too high. Way okay. Too high, yeah. uh, I don't know about. And we can pass her on. If you if you have a forty k pick, just go first. But I I don't have one. Yeah. I do, and I'm it's going to make Ryan very either unhappy or happy. I'm not sure. What which. is it? Ferrari Mondial? Yeah! Do it! <laughs> a drop top one, too, not a hard top. Uh, I would. Uh, I think you can get I think you can get these for $40,000 that I'm going to be looking at. I'm just going to quick bring up a picture of this yes. awful, awful vehicle. That That is a great decision. <laughs> there are so many better cars out there to buy for forty thousand dollars, but I choose this terrible monstrosity, that is the Ferrari three hundred eight Mondial convertible. Yeah, I, I, that's a cool car. 
I mean, that's a really, really cool car for that price range. It's It just isn't, but like it will continue to appreciate at this point, and it's always going to be a really quirky piece of crap, so I love it. You know, the thing is, when you're, like, rolling up with, like, everybody you know Ferris Bueller style in that car. Yep. Like, you can get breakneck's. Yep. I used to be some dude, some dude with, like, going down Carmel Boulevard, or Carmel Drive. Like, and they're going to be in a four, uh, California T, and you're going to pull up in your Mondial QV. No, they, no, they'll, like, <laughs> no they'll be like a, like a, like a McLaren Senna. Like, they'll be in something actually You'll cool. be able to see them fapping through the door and their Sonics. It's yeah, got glass doors. Yeah, and yeah. you're going to roll up in your old Mondial drinking Wendy's in the back <laughs> with, like, your girlfriend's feet kicked out the window. And, like, and, and you're going to have the coolest. I'm getting a vivid mental you're, image. You're going to have the coolest car in Carmel, California <laughs> at that exact point in time. Like, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be really rad. Um, <laughs> it's going to be... It's gonna be super dope. Okay. Um, All right. Now for my choice, okay, I, I'm gonna go like in the weeds. JDM, I'm um, shocked. I'm gonna get a Budokatsu uh, C110 Nissan Laurel. I know I probably spelled the first thing wrong. No, but... you actually nailed it. It's Buda. That's that's my pronunciation. That's the skyline. Don't do that one. The middle one, right this one? there. Yeah. I love a pig butt laurel. That's a, that's, that's literally, literally what the name means. Um, Why are they so expensive? They are super sought after in Japan. Huh, okay. Yeah, they, they do not. Let it looks like a go. mini AMC Javelin. Yeah, they're really cool. This is my car that I use for people. If the um, if the fastback Celica is too common, <laughs> and if they want something actually attainable. This is my car I use to convert people from muscle cars to Japanese cars. Oh, no. We lost a follower on Twitch. Oh. What are we down to? I don't know. Nine. Damn it. Oh, bummer. Oh, well. We had that dude that was, like, spamming earlier, and it was our 11th, but now we lost another oh, one. Oh, well. So. But, uh, we didn't yeah. need you anyway, follower number 10. But, yeah, the those laurels are called pig butts because, I mean, look at their butt. It's just huge. But okay. I, I really I, love that car. I got mine for okay. $30,000. Well, this is forty. 40? Yeah. 30, no, it's 32 40. 30 to 40? Well, it's above 30, but under 40. Oh, you okay. can. Yeah, yeah, one of those. So I want yeah. an Alfa Romeo Giulia Sprint GT. Veloce. Veloce. Oh, jeez. Sprint. Ah! That is a really, really, really long name. And yeah, that's a beautiful car. Yep, that's that gray one that comes to Wheels of Italy with those five spoke. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's 67 right there. Would be a and I would drive example. it to school. Beautiful. And I would tell my student, Julia, this is a car you're named you after. Because yeah. it's amazing. Wow. That, that would be a really, really cool car. Oof. You know, that's one of those cars where. Like, it's going to blend in to, like, the casual observer. But to, like, people that are into old Italian cars, they're going to, like, lose their mind over that car. Yeah, that's just, ooh, just looking at it. Having a crisis. That's a really, really good car. I love the Mm. exhaust on it and everything. It's Mm. like an awkwardly directed phallus coming out the back. (laughs) Yeah. We've got that curve. Yeah. (laughs) We've got side curve. Then you are an Alfa Romeo Julia Sprint GT. Now, E is going to be... I, I want to Oof. do a, a part one and part two of E. The part Oof. one is going to be like something that didn't quite fit in any of these categories, and then part two would be, n- n- but money is no option. All right, I got I got an awkward choice for sure. Yeah, what's your money, awkward one? Renault Avantime. That would be a really good one. Yeah. Duh. 
Yeah. Um, as, if you, as if you guys are surprised by that answer. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> um, counting down the days until I can import one of those sons of bitches. <clears throat> you know, I, I really want like a cocaine out Countach, and if I can't get that, I really want a Gimbala That's avalanche. a money and no object thing, though. That, that yes but that's the, not a quirky choice that, i guess that is true those aren't my quirky choices uh however what i was gonna say is those kind of fall in the same category is my quirky choice okay quirky choice would be uh probably either a sabaro or a abc exclusive or a koenig one of those three oh my God. 560 sec wide bodies sabaros are the ones uh with the uh gullwing doors ABC exclusive did a like somewhere in between the Koenig and the AMG for how over the top they well, were. Pick one, I'll put it up on the screen. Let's say uh, Koenig uh, wide body KOE NIG wide body uh, five hundred and sixty SEC. I do know how to spell Koenig. They make it a lot of parts that I dealt with. Ah, uh, yeah, dope. Oh yeah. Look at those wheels. Yeah, let's get that black one. No, no, do the black one. You I want, want the actually, period yeah, wheels? Yeah, I right. want the one that actually looks good and it's like a good quality ah, picture. Damn it. Ah. I'm getting better with this keyboard, but it's still not great. Mm. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so this is your quirky choice. Yeah! <laughs> Ooh, that's really cool. All right, so the thing is, one of those, they don't really have a market. Like, they're just kind of what you find them for because every single one is completely individual from each other. Sure. Yeah. A lot of them are in really <sighs> shitty condition. Uh, you yeah. can actually still buy the body panels, which is cool. I really want to do that. I really want to get like a no engine 560 and then put like a 2J in it and that wide body. That'd be my perfect to start with build. like a beat 500 SEC gray market. Exactly. Cheaper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one of those, I want to get, you know, the nicest one I possibly can get. I think that's going to go somewhere a little north of 40. Sorry. Um, now stuck on Brent trailer, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Jana, what, what, you, you had an oddball that you yeah, had that you so saw. Yeah, so my quirky one is, you know, I knew this wasn't going to quite fit, um, is a Renault 5 Turbo, mm -hmm. quite obviously. Yeah, that's I probably think. way too much money, so. Yeah, yeah. that's like, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Um, so that's my quirky one, and then, like, my not-so-quirky one would be a G-Wagon. Okay. So just, I'm surprised nobody said like Renault Clio V6 Series Two. It's it's it, it, well, that's pretty cool. It, it's a really really cool car. I would rather have an Avant time though. That's kind of the thing is like, yeah, but I, I would get rather that, like that versus or that too. Or like for my twenty thousand oh, dollar one, say? I could get this really cute baby blue uh, FJ40. FJ40. I found on Bring a Trailer. Oh God, we put it on Bring a Trailer. It's bad. Yeah. It's very bad. No, it's so it's, bad. Well, since you're on Bring a Trailer, what's your money no object one then? My. No money, uh, no object. Yeah, yeah. Well, not no money, but like any all money, no object. Like if you get yeah. literally anything, anything, regardless of price. I really want that like Barbie Porsche Carrera I found in a, Ruby Stone Red. A Ruby it was Stone like a nineties Porsche Carrera with in Ruby Stone Red with uh, pink seat belts and uh, pink and purple leather seats. I think it was convertible too, wasn't it? No. No, oh, it was a hard top. Yeah. Ruby Stone is one of those two, like, there it is. That's the interior right there. One of those quintessentially 90s Porsche things that just nobody else was willing to do. Yeah. And, and he, yeah, I mean, the, the cars in Ruby Stone are worth so much freaking money. It's just insane. But yeah, that it, with the pink interior, the, match, yeah, the like, color matched interior. Just Barney, just all over yeah, your interior. I, like, I low key hate the interior, but it's so crazy. 
it fits so well. I think I would get used to it. But like, the, I think the seats I saw were black, and then they had a purple panel and a pink panel, oh, so okay. they weren't so crazy. It was like a sport line. Nah, go full crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but I yeah, bet purple leather wears terribly. A Porsche Carrera in ruby stone red is like ultimate dream. I'm surprised that we both picked Porsches because I also am going to pick a Porsche for the money no object, but it's one you guys probably won't guess. What is yours? So the 997.2, they made a very, very limited edition car called the Sport Classic. Of all the cars in the world. No. Yes. I mean, as my quirky, as my money dog. Yeah. I would take that. I like that one. Because it's not crazy. It's like, it's a Carrera S driveline. Like it's not a GT3, but like they, they, this integrated like vintage classic duckbill the giant Fuchs wheels before they put them back into production. These cars honestly are really special. Is I like I Por- I like Porsche, really cool. uh, and they're manual only. I cool. like Porsche, but I don't want one that anyone knows about. And everyone knows about these rare GT3, whatever vintage classic, whatever the shits and the old Carreras. Nobody knows about the Sport Classic. So you 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 really. Dude, I could do something normal yeah. like McLaren F1, no, you, you but like derailed by two ob- my two choices. My two choices, I was gonna say, would be a uh, it. I'm I, I'm sure it has to exist, but I'd really want a Porto body. If there is a Porto bodywork Duesenberg, I would want it. Um, but I would also want uh, the most garish looking Countach I could fi- possibly find. However, now I have to out weird you. P o u r t o u t. Anyway, I'm just going to do Countach. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if Porto ever did anything for Duesenberg, but if they did... Let me just put a Countach on the screen for you. I, no, I was going to say that, but now I have to go more weird than you. Ah, damn it. Well, I'm still going to put a wingless 25th on the screen. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, Ryan's being weird. Um, well, hopefully I may you have brought to a change say, of clothes. I'm going to have to say a Dome Zero, though. Spell it. Dome. D-O-M-E. And then space. Zero. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is actually a portal. Uh, wow. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I would get a Dome a dome Zero. Oh, there you go. That was, uh, it's a 280Z mid-engine uh, supercar. Actually, I remember that in some video game I played. Grand Turismo. It was so terrible. No, and it, it I saw that behaved so poorly. I saw that in real life last year when I was when we went to JAI, and I was over the moon about this. I'm stuff. sure you were. I'm, so I mean, it's beautiful. fascinating, and it's right up your alley. Yeah, I would think it's just a cheese wedge mixed with a doorstop, yep. mixed with a car. Yep, it's perfect. So anyway. I would, I that would be it. mine. I would I would outdo you for weird. That's fine. I mean, I understand that my like money no object choice is extremely strange, but like those sport classics, they were like sub hundred grand when they were launched, and they immediately shot up to like three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it was like one of the first ones that Porsche did when they were like doing a limited edition that turned immediately to a collector. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like it was so limited that like either nobody noticed or nobody cared. 
but like clearly somebody cared because yeah. I think it's like they did that around the time like they did that in like a month later they announced like the GT3. Yeah, probably yeah. it was something like that or like just before the 991 switch or something like that. Get this viper out Get this here. ad off my screen. Garbage. There we go. Right, There's a sport you. classic again. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how ridiculously crazy our differential answers are. So that's yeah, fine. That was a that was a good, <laughs> that was a good one. I think we should revisit this in our time. Well, maybe, maybe for a different show. I think we should uh, work this into our uh, standard uh, guest topics. Yeah. That, that God, maybe when we have standard guest topics for like if they're not trying to like, talk about some shtick. So. Which, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Maybe like in a separate edition. An op- optional. optional. Yes. And the last thing I want to talk about, and I don't really want to talk about it, but Aston Martin is going to bring us an SUV because apparently they saw the anus and were like, wow, that's a great idea. Let me copy Lamborghini. So uh, it's a, it's a, get this off the it's screen. A no, look at it. It's a thing made by Jaguar Land Rover. So it's going to fall apart. It's got an AMG V8, an automatic, and you can't see out of it. So there you go. It's All a right, terrible so vehicle. Nobody cares. And uh, on that we note. We did not do this last episode because it took me so effing long to get through it. Uh, what I was talking about. However, what did you learn this week that you're proud of? Oh, right. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. I had one, but I forgot it. That's what everybody does. No, I... Re- I, I this week, no. I learned that <laughs> I the Wendy's by my work is closed. That's not good. I learned come that... Ba- I might come back to you I until you... I still hate the BMW E3325i X a bunch, but not too much to not work on it for money. <laughs> <laughs> You you learned your limits of how much you ate. I'm it. pretty sure I'm a prostitute for 325 IXs. <laughs> I was gonna say like you, you, I hate that's them something so you much, really learned. But I like I'm the best person in the world to work on them because I hate the, like I understand them so much from my hatred. All right, so um, I learned that uh, when properly functioning, a Audi. 220 valve quattro you really like this car because this is like five episodes in talking about this thing objectively better than a 325 ix well yeah because it's designed to be all-wheel drive it is so much better and it it burns quattro into the snow in your back window yeah like why would you ever like fool yourself into buying the 325 ix so there's there's a a very clean sedan 1990 e30 325ix sitting on the lift right now it has no diffs in it at all yeah and i hate it a lot and i i would maybe take that 200 five speed i i learned that there is a audi i would take over a bmw under any circumstances and is that particular car is the only Audi I would take over over that particular Audi over that particular BMW yes that's what I'm saying like there's no other there's no other instance I would also take a URQ over this Mm. I would take an Urquatcher over this well yeah but I mean you wouldn't be comparing it to this you'd be comparing that to like an M3 and like fuck no yeah exactly (laughs) so that's the thing is comparing apples to apples yeah there's one particular instance of Audi being better than BMW so there yeah, you go. There you go. That, that's something I was shocked to have learned. What about you, Jenna? <laughs> oh, wait. No, you got the Wendy's. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, nah. no, 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 no. I want something happy. I don't have anything happy. All right. Well, then. That's a depressing I week. guess you should get the bagpipes then. Yes. I did this to end on a happy note. Now we ended on a sad Do you want me to note. bring back up this Aston Martin No, SUV? no. That's worse. Oh, that's worse. oh. Ryan, no, look what you've done to our no, poor audience. Stop it. Take it away. Goodbye. <laughs>